Chapter 1 Lord, do you realize I have a deadline? I almost ignored the instruction to write this book. As the impressions were delivered in my heart, I argued about how unqualified I was to write it. You may remember the story of Moses in the burning bush. Here was a fugitive, wanderer, murderer, who had fled after killing someone. He was a high flyer who used to live in the Pharaoh's palace, and now he is a shepherd working on a farm so far away, and he could not speak well. He argued about his speech when God spoke to him through the bush that he had to return to speak to Pharaoh about releasing the Israelites. Can you imagine how unqualified he would have felt for the job? Then God said he should tell the king, I am that I am, sent him to ask for the release of the slave. Anyway, the more I argued about writing, the more people would ask me this same question. The conformity signs to write this book came in the form of comments I heard around me, those directed at me, posters and pictures that ask a similar question. I finally quit ignoring the instruction and got some peace with taking on the project. I discovered that the more I wrote, the more I was given material to write, as I took to typing the content. When I complained about not knowing what more to say, I was asked to recount my own experiences in the text. Here they are. I hope you get a fresh understanding of how real and present God is. Have you noticed how we live in a fast-paced and instant world? A belief in God seems to be losing its relevance. Do you also meet with people who constantly question the existence, validity, and usefulness of a belief in a supreme being? When last did you have a coffee or tea with God and took notes? Have you ever wondered if God was real or if he ever spoke? Do you wonder whether he is interested in the affairs of men? I believe God is real. He is a loving father with outstretched arms, waiting and calling out for us to come back to him. He desires us to come closer for a life-changing and purposeful relationship with him. He is talking all the time. Maybe we just need to slow down, tune in, and listen sometimes. I know there are times when it seems he's gone frightfully quiet. Even then, he's still with us. At these times, he is gently encouraging us to trust in his ever-abiding presence. In this book, I share some of my own life experience and frustrating conversations to encourage you to see and explore how real God is. On so many occasions, when he has spoken to me, my default behavior has been to dismiss his voice and warnings. The more I slowed down and stopped to listen, the more I obeyed. And the more I did, the clearer his voice seemed to me. I was facing a tough challenge that had me kneeling on the floor with my face to the ground, uttering words like, Kill me! I need your help! Please don't put me to shame! What do I need to do now? Your name is at stake! Your reputation is at stake! I have no name to protect! And a few combinations of these phrases, I had come to my wits 
end. I had exhausted all angles of moving forward. You need to know how I got here. I had received some information, or more like instructions, in a dream. It was revealed to me that I was going to create a board game with a whitish background color on its box cover. A subsequent dream, more like a conversation, suggested I add another die to the current game prototype at that time. This die had to have a connection with maths to encourage children playing the game to fall in love with maths again. I had received support from two banking groups, a design agency, and some other public bodies. We had planned a launch date for the board game, but there was no physical game in sight. In those days, I slept little. I talked with God, but it seemed he had gone quiet at this crucial time. I threw my hands up in a helpless gesture. Lord, I do not know what to do. I complained. We had two weeks to the game launch date, and excitement had been building. Facing pressure from the partner planners about the absence of a physical game, I turned to God in prayer. I tried everything I knew back then, but to no avail. God was silent. I started playing my Bible audio tapes all night. One night, it must have been around 3 or 4 a.m., I woke up to a very loud repetition of a Bible verse which played these words. I will not put you to shame. It felt like the room walls were involved in this utterance and booming narration. The words were so loud and repetitive. There was no mistake. God was with me, assuring me of his presence. I tumbled back into my pillow and got to sleep again. It was a few days again I had been introduced to a game manufacturer a while back who, after conversation, jeered that I did not have a proper graphic for a board game cover. He kept coming to mind at this difficult time, and I would push the thought of contacting him away and further from my mind. One day, I gave in to calling him and was shocked at his kindness and responsiveness. He promised to provide a quote for me in a couple of days. What he had not shared was that he was due to go on holidays. So when I called a few days later, I was informed that he had gone on a holiday. My heart sank. Who does that in the middle of crisis? Well, his staff said there was not much they could do until after a week, but suggested I email him anyway. I did, and waited, and hoped. In my next fit of desperation, I got down on my knees and said, Lord, do you not realize I have a deadline? Straight back, I was asked the words to this effect. Who set time? Who created time or something to indicate that he, God, held the time in his hands? I guess that was an answer, but not the type I was expecting. I think maybe if I was told by such and such date you would get the games and such and such would happen, it would have been easier to bear. He still kept seeking me. At that time... There were well-meaning friends who made crazy suggestions as to what I should do. I was reflecting on the what-ifs of the situation and how I would bear the shame and embarrassment if I canceled the event, called the whole thing off when a text landed on my phone 
from someone I would not call a close friend. Their message was to the effect that if I was facing a battle and thinking of quitting, I would never know what would have happened if I remained in faith to see the situation through. And they added, Do not give up. How did they know what I was facing? I read the message again in shock. I had to sit down for a second to take it all in. It was time for me to get back on the horse and carry on believing and planning the game launch event. Well, it did eventually happen when the sponsors, mentors, all gave up and said it would not go ahead. God made a way. A printer had to work the whole weekend making the games, and I ended up traveling by train outside London to the factory and go collect them. Do you see God's faithfulness? I declared to the host school without thinking about it that I would get the games one week before the launch day, and that's exactly what happened. God spoke powerfully to me through this chain of events to remind me of His ever-abiding presence and awareness of our struggles.